Are you a follower of Jesus Christ who's done being quiet? Are you ready to tell the world whose you are, totally, fearlessly, and unapologetically? And are you ready to smash that imaginary wall that supposedly divides your career and faith life? Welcome to the C-Suite for Christ podcast, where we talk about living as a disciple of Christ in the world of work. Before we get to the content we have in store for you today, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Christians across the U.S. are rising up and banking with their values, and they are banking with Christian Community Credit Union. A trusted institution for over 65 years, Christian Community Credit Union is America's leader in biblical banking solutions. With low-cost auto loans, mortgages, personal loans, as well as products to help grow your money that include high-interest checking, savings, CDs, and so much more. The money you entrust with Christian Community Credit Union enables them to provide affordable financing to help churches and ministries grow. And with their new Cash Rewards Visa card, earn cash back while supporting Christian charities. It's time to bank with your values. Join Christian Community Credit Union today. Learn more at mycccu.com slash c-suite. That's mycccu.com slash c-suite membership eligibility required join other christian executives in running your business based on christian values to learn more visit the nehgroups.com Welcome to the C-Suite for Christ podcast. I am your host, the founder of C-Suite for Christ, Paul M. Newberger. Boy, howdy, it's a blessing to have you join us here today, especially in the world of podcasts. It just seems like everybody and their gam-gam, yes, I call her my gam-gam, so you're just going to have to deal with it, I suppose. Just seems like everybody out there has a podcast. There's almost 4 million podcasts out there on planet Earth, so the fact that you've uh, taken some time out of your busy day to uh, to listen to us, to join us for this conversation, really does mean a lot. Uh, we promise that we're going to be really good stewards of your time, and you're going to emerge from this podcast better than uh, what you came to us with. It's going to be hard not to do that when our guest of honor is Caitlin Young-Ramirez, in addition to being a, um, a member of the C-Suite for Christ ministry. She's also the founder of White Dove Outpouring. Just a world-class organization doing some truly amazing things, as you're going to find out a little bit later on in the program. Uh, she's also a very in-demand speaker. And in fact, uh, so much so that we uh, we gobbled her up here for the C-Suite for Christ ministry. She is an official member of the C-Suite for Christ Speakers Bureau, uh, which means she's one of the individuals that uh, gives talks to the various chapters that we have. So uh, got a lot of good stuff coming up here in the second segment of the program. Looking forward to uh, Caitlin joining us. One of the things I just want to put on your radar is, uh, depending what you know about the C-Suite for Christ ministry already, some of us, some of you know us primarily from our footprint on social media, namely LinkedIn. 
Uh, obviously, you're listening to this podcast, so you know that we exist here. Maybe a few of you have seen or listened to our radio show. What not a lot of people, I don't think, fully understand just yet is that we are also an international organization with nearly 3,000 Christian business executives all over the world. Uh, we're up to 15 chapters. We'll be announcing another one here very, very soon. And uh, it's our hope and prayer that by the time we get to the uh, the end of 2024, we'll be at nearly 100 chapters all over the world. My point is we are an international ministry that meets on a regular basis. Every single chapter has a monthly gathering. It's a chance for us to come together as brothers and sisters in Christ to enjoy some intimate fellowship, to pray for each other, to encourage one another, and to help disciple one another among other things. If you've never experienced one of these monthly gatherings for yourself, please do yourself a favor and see a little bit more about what we have going on in that regard, you can go to our website, which is just simply csuiteforchrist.com. You can either register to attend the uh, the home office gathering. Uh, the next one is coming up on January 17th. Totally free to go. Uh, in fact, you can tend to attend up to three gatherings as a guest before we want you to make a decision about whether or not you want to pursue with membership on the front page of the C-Suite for Christ website as well, too, or at least uh, where you click on uh, chapters up at the top. We have a listing of all the chapters that we have. It'll link you directly to their website. So if you're in a certain geographical area, maybe you want to participate in one of those gatherings, you can do so. But one thing I want to put on your radar, you know, because, again, a gathering does require about two and a half hours of your day once a month. For some of you, maybe you don't have two and a half hours. Uh, on uh, a Wednesday, or, or maybe you just don't want to make that commitment yet. So one of the things I just want to let you know is that you can go to the main page, again, csuiteforchrist.com, and then up on the top of the website, there's a tab, and that tab says swag. So that's where a swag store is. If you hover over that, there's a drop-down. You can actually go to a place where you can access previous recordings of the C-Suite for Christ ministry. I believe that the the gatherings that we have on the website go from from present time all the way back until about June. So if you want to experience this in the comfort of your own house, if maybe you want to just kind of go back and relive several of the most recent gatherings, go to the website. Uh, there is a slight $10 fee uh, to access these recordings. They're yours to keep forever. You can probably share it with whoever you want. Uh, it just helps us cost uh, cover the cost of technology. But but if you want to get a better feeling for who we are, a better understanding of what we're all about, and to experience the power of the C-Suite for Christ ministry for yourself, just consider going to the website, going to the swag tab, uh, and the drop-down clicking previous meetings, and purchase a recording or three. Check out our inspirational keynote speakers. Check out our game-changing God moments. Check out... Uh, a little bit more about the bold and unapologetically Christ-centric content that we produce. And who knows, if after watching a recording or two, you like it, you, you get a good feeling about our ministry, about what we're all about, prayerfully consider becoming a member because we're better together, we're stronger together, and boy, howdy, we're going to cover this world in Christ together. One of the words that are that's on my mind today is freedom. Now, I'm a big fan of politics. Like, I'm not a fan, I suppose, of politics per se because it's dirty, because it's difficult, it's stressful. There's a lot of political backstabbing. I don't know too many people, myself included, that wake up in the morning, fire up the news, go to their TV station of choice, open up the newspaper and go, wow, there's just so many great things going on in the world of culture, in the world of politics and society today. 
And I think that's part of the reason why freedom is on my mind. Just um, it, it just seems, correct me if I'm wrong, and it wouldn't be the first time that I'm wrong, but it does just seem like there's been a systematic rolling back of freedoms, truthfully. You know, you can, I know it goes further beyond this, but um, just in recent memory, you got something like uh, Obamacare. You know, uh, if you're an organization, you have to offer, not only do you have to offer insurance, which I guess is fine. I mean, that's nothing wrong with that. But if you're a Christian organization, you, you got to cover certain elective procedures that maybe go against the Christian faith. There's been lawsuits about stuff like that. There's been individuals, organizations that have said, no, I'm not paying this. Are you kidding me? This is stupid. I'm not, I'm not, this goes against what we believe is a Christian organization. You want me to cover abortions? You, you want me to make, um, you know, contraceptives or whatever available? No, we don't believe in that kind of stuff. Well, and if they refuse to pay, they got assessed a pretty hefty fine by the government. Where's our freedom there? What about COVID, especially with this uh, recent COVID vaccine mandate again i'm definitely personally pro vaccine i think vaccines are good you look at all the the issues that we no longer have as a society because we got vaccines be it polio or be it measles or you know the rabies vaccine if you need it i mean again we're a much healthier society because of vaccines i'm not anti-vaccine i'm active i'm anti you must take this vaccine wait a minute what if it's not right for my family Wait a minute. What, what if this goes against religious objections? No, wait a minute. Well, what if I just don't feel it's safe? Wait, 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 wait a minute. What, what, what if this just goes against something that I believe or the way that I want to raise my family or the way that I want to conduct myself uh, from a health perspective? What, what, what do you mean I have to do this? What do you mean if I want to keep my job, I have to get this vaccine? What, what, what do you mean if I'm if I'm going to be traveling from the United States to Canada to do some kind of a speaking engagement? Wait, wait a minute. You, you mean I can't go to Canada unless I have this vaccine? Freedom in that regard is being diminished. The freedom to choose, the freedom to raise your family how you want, the freedom to, again, live your life based on uh, your religious beliefs and the things that you think are best for you personally and your family as a whole. Freedom. Uh, I, I would say, although there are religious freedoms in this country, for sure, I'm certainly not going to argue that, th there is a bit uh, a bit of a persecution among some of these religions that are out there now. I do think there's a lot of anti-Christian bias that is out there. Um, I, I don't necessarily have the freedom to uh, to do some things at the workplace that I otherwise would, especially for some of these maybe more large, quote-unquote, woke organizations. You know, if I want to start a Bible study, that might be frowned upon. If if I want to talk about Christ uh, with some of my coworkers, that might offend somebody. Then they go to human resources. Well, wait a minute. Why can't I talk about this? There is a situation that we find ourselves in where a number of these freedoms are systematically being taken away. A number of these freedoms we don't have. And... I really believe it is true that you don't know what you have until you lose it. But as we start losing these freedoms, it, it, it gets us a little upset. It gets us a little ornery. It gets us to, to long for some of these freedoms again. And you don't have to look far just to see these freedoms start to be taken away. Part of the reason that we like our freedoms is because we have... Hold on, let's uh, let's backtrack a little bit, okay? So here we go. Three, two, one. 
part of the reason that we, we like these freedoms is, again, we want to be in control of our own destiny. We want to be able to go left, right, up, down, wherever the spirit moves us. It's not a, it's not a fun position. It's not a good situation to find yourself in when you've only got two choices as opposed to ten. When you have to do something that just doesn't feel right. When your opportunities to live the life how you best see fit are limited by a person, by an organization, by an entity, by a government, whatever it is. We don't like to be held back as a society, as people, as Christians. And when you lose your freedoms, you get held back from whatever it is. So here's one of the questions that I got for you today, and this is what I really am interested in building today's show around and, and conversation around. But but here, here's my question for you. What is holding you back today? When you're being held back, your freedom is limited. It's as simple as that. So what is holding you back today? What is something that you want that for whatever reason you just feel you can't get, you can't have, you can't acquire? Where do you want to go that for whatever reason you can't seem to find or you can't seem to get to? What do you want for your life that for whatever reason you're just not able to realize? What is holding you back today? And there's got to be something. Because for all of us, there is something that is limiting our freedom. That is something that is holding us back. There is some obstacle, some roadblock, some speed bump that is keeping us from getting to where we want to be. I'm going to give you three primary examples, I believe, of these limiting factors. Three primary examples of things that are holding us back. Three primary examples of items that are keeping us from realizing the full freedom that we want to have in our lives. Let's start with the first one, and this is probably the most pervasive. This is probably the most common. You're probably struggling with something like this to some degree right now. That first item that could be holding you back, that could be limiting your freedoms, is fear. Fear is one of the, the greatest barriers to our success. Fear is one of the greatest limiting factors that is out there. You want to ask somebody out, but you're afraid that person's going to say no, so you don't act. I would argue fear is limiting your freedoms because you can't conquer that fear, because you can't get outside of your comfort zone, because you cannot break through that imaginary barrier. That fear is holding you back from something that might be a game-changing, world-changing opportunity. Asking somebody out. Maybe you've got this really great idea. Maybe you're really passionate about a couple of different things and you want to share that idea because you know not a lot of people think like you do. Not a lot of people have the same thought leadership that you do. But rather than getting up on that stage and sharing your idea, rather than speaking up in that big sales meeting, your fear is keeping you from doing so. What if they don't like the idea? What if they laugh at me? What if they snicker? What if they criticize? What if this hurts my standing in other people's minds? That fear holds you back. How do you know people in that sales meeting? How do you know people that are in that auditorium? How do you know that they're not going to be blown away by your idea, blown away by what you have to say? You could change people's lives based on this idea, but that fear is holding you back. That fear is limiting your freedoms. 
So I'd say that's the first one. Fear, you got you got to understand it, you got to recognize it, and you got to call it what it is. Part of the reason that we have fear from a biological perspective is because it keeps us safe. Okay? Like, you know, it, it is okay to be afraid of a lion walking down the sidewalk. That's good because that fear is going to compel you into taking action. That fear is going to get you out of there. It's good to be fearful to some degree of diving into the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. What if there's a shark under there? Okay, well, good. I mean, again, it's it might avoid some problematic behavior, but to be fearful all day long about little things and to have that fear prevent you from trying something new, from the freedom that we all seek to be in your true authentic self, that is the kind of freedom that puts you in shackles. That is the kind of freedom that puts you in chains. That is the kind of freedom that keeps you from moving, or the fear that keeps you from moving forward. So fear, that's one example. Here's another example of something that holds you back and something that limits your freedom. This notion of being stuck. This notion of being stuck. And there's a number of different areas where we feel we could be stuck. Let's start with being stuck professionally. You might hate your job. You might hate your boss. Your job might give you a ton of anxiety, a ton of fear, a ton of worry. But it pays the bills. You've been there for 15 years. You're really good at it. You're not necessarily sure that if you walk away from this job in this environment of, you know, tough economic times and the very low unemployment rate, would I even find another job? So, so basically, you feel stuck. You keep showing up to a job you hate because you feel stuck. You don't pursue other job opportunities because you don't feel like you have a choice. You are stuck. You keep showing up to the same boss that is condescending, the same boss that doesn't appreciate you because you feel stuck. Being stuck limits your freedom, literally, as well as figuratively. If you're stuck in a certain situation, if you can't move, you're obviously lacking the freedom of mobility and the freedom to, to walk around. Do you feel stuck today? Many people do. Many people feel stuck in their jobs. Many people feel stuck in their financial situation. Many people feel stuck with respect to their future prospects, maybe because they don't have a college education or maybe because they didn't prioritize opportunities that they had when they were younger. But it's not just stuck professionally. It could also be stuck personally. Maybe you're stuck in a broken marriage. Maybe you're stuck in an abusive relationship. Maybe you're just stuck in a season of unhappiness because you don't feel like you're worthy of change. You don't feel like that you're deserving of love. You don't feel like there's any other options out there. That's a tough way to live life. You go to a job because, oh, I couldn't get any better anyway. You're with somebody in a relationship perspective. Well, I, I don't deserve much love anyway because I've got low self-esteem. I wouldn't do a whole lot better anyway. You feel stuck. Being stuck limits your freedom. And then there's a third category. This category is my favorite because I've built my life around this category. I kind of call this the yeah, right category. The, 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 these are the dreams that you have. These are the goals that you have. These are the things that you'd like to accomplish. But they're so lofty, they're so big, they're so out there that a lot of people, when you tell them that, they go, yeah, right. Maybe you have uh, dreams and ambitions to be the president of your company. And you tell a few people that, oh, yeah, right. This is a big company. You know how big this company is? You know how many promotions you're going to need to make it to the top? You know how political this system is? You're never going to make it there. Yeah, right. Maybe you have dreams from a financial perspective. Again, as long as we don't worship money, that's fine. But maybe you have dreams to be a millionaire. Maybe you have dreams as a keynote speaker to make $25,000 a speech. You tell some people that. Yeah, right. Because part of the reason that people say, yeah, right, it, it's not necessarily a criticism on you 
although it, it might come across that way. So some of these people think they're being polite because they don't want you to get your hopes up. They don't want to get have you get your dreams so big. They, they don't want you to have to get yourself emotionally invested into something that's not likely to come to fruition. And when it doesn't come to fruition, well, good, because you were realistic, so your emotions aren't going to be hurt. One of the things that I've tried to build my life on, and this is the motto of my sales training and public speaking organization, is we aspire to make the impossible possible because we do know that with God, all things are possible. But there's a lot of people that have big dreams, big ambitions, big goals, whatever it is, but they listen to the wrong people. They listen to people that don't have the same faith system. They listen to individuals that are just maybe unhappy with their own life, and they don't pursue those because of the, yeah, right. You want to be a professional athlete. You want to be the president of the United States. You want to be a millionaire. You want to cure cancer. Yeah, right. There's probably more to this list, but these are the three big things, I believe, that limit our freedom, that hold us back, that keep us from being who we want to be, from achieving what we want to achieve, from doing what we want to do. Fear, this notion of being stuck, and then this, yeah, right. Why don't you be a little bit more realistic, Bubba? You know what? One of the things that all of this has in common all of these are things of this world. All of these are products of society. All of these things are cre creatures of culture. All of these things are from the human realm. Fear. If you go to scripture, you hear or you read fear not 365 times. I couldn't make that up if I wanted to. There was literally one fear not for every single day of the calendar year. Fear is not heavenly. Fear is not of God. Fear is not from Jesus. Fear is not from the spiritual realm. There is spiritual warfare that's going on, absolutely. There is a battle between good and evil going on, absolutely, but fear is not of God. So if you are having an episode where fear is holding you back, first you got to recognize that it's fear. It's not you, it's fear. But the second thing you got to recognize is fear is a trick that the enemy uses. Fear is a product of a very secular society. That is not a God thing. That is not a heavenly thing. That is not Jesus holding you back because fear is not from heaven. It says hundreds of times in Scripture that we are not to fear. Stuck. How many times in Scripture does it say that you're going to find a dead end moving forward, that you're going to toil away for the rest of your life, that you're going to hit a brick wall no matter what you do. You're never going to be able to overcome it. Being stuck is not biblical. Scripture tells us a lot of different things. Scripture tells us that life is going to be a challenge. Scripture tells us that bad things are going to happen. But Scripture also tells us that God has a plan for each and every one of us. And it's a plan to give us hope, a plan to give us a future, and a plan not to harm us, not a plan to get us stuck. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're stuck, know that that's not permanent and know that that is not from God. Lastly, yeah, right. Again, we already kind of talked about this with my business motto of making the impossible possible. If you go through Scripture, Scripture tells us with God, all things are possible. All things. I want to be a professional athlete. With God, all things are possible. Notice that when we talk about that Bible verse, it's with God. 
Don't ignore that. So if you want to be a professional athlete, you take God with you. If you want to be the CEO of a Fortune 100 company, you take God with you. If you want to marry the supermodel, you take God with you. Again, with God, all things are possible. That just means you got to keep God at the center of all that you do. If you want to be wealthy and you want to be prosperous and you want to be a millionaire, one, that's got to be in God's will. But number two, you better bring God with you. You better try to do this morally, ethically, responsibly. My point in saying this is if we listen to the world and if we just focus on things of the world and we just believe the lies of the world, all of our freedoms are going to be gone because we're going to find ourselves in a situation of fear from time to time if we listen to the world. We're going to find ourselves in situations where we're stuck personally and professionally. There's no way out. I can't do any better if you listen to the world. There's going to be times where we find ourselves saying, I'd love to do this. I'd love to become this. I'd I'd love to achieve this. But other people might doubt you. Other people might say, yeah, right. Heck, you might doubt yourself. You might say, yeah, right. But we know that with God, all things are possible. So what I'm trying to convey is, in this world, in the human realm, there's very little, if any, freedom. Well, you may think, well, I've, I've got the freedom of speech. That's man-made freedom. I've got the freedom to bear arms. That's man-made freedom. I've got the freedom to do X, Y, Z that maybe comes from the government. Again, that's all man-made freedom. That is better than nothing. I'd rather live in a country like that than a dictatorship where I don't even have that kind of a freedom. But if you want true freedom, if you want freedom unlike anything you've ever experienced if you want a total blank slate if you wanted to say man i can achieve anything i can do anything i can say anything i can become anything you are never ever 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 going to find it in this world you are only going to find it with your lord and savior jesus christ i think one of the big things that makes the c suite for christ ministry so special is even though we've got some very talented people associated with us we create a lot of content we got a lot of speakers we got a lot of great thought leadership At C-Suite for Christ, we do not put any stock in the human word. We only put stock in the holy word. So what I'm saying is, sure, listen to me, but don't just do it or don't just believe it because Paul M. Newberger said it. Who the heck is Paul M. Newberger? He's a busted, broken, horrible, disgusting sinner who makes mistakes day in and day out. Instead, do it, believe it, say it, move forward with it because... Scripture says it. And in this case, Scripture backs up what I'm talking about. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 through 18 says this. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Let's just unpack this a little bit, and then we'll get ready to take a break, and we'll have uh, Caitlin Young-Ramirez coming on here. So again, let's just take this sentence by sentence. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's what we're talking about, where the Spirit of the Lord is. Is there Spirit of the Lord when you're having a panic attack? Is there Spirit of the Lord when the world is trying to make you bow to your knees based on fearfulness? Is there the spirit of the Lord in sin and this fallen world and in this broken society? 
Now, God is always there. God is always with us. But in those moments of intense fear, that is not of the Lord. That is not a spirit of the Lord. What we need to be very conscious of and what we need to be thinking about all the time is wherever we proactively bring God, wherever we're thinking about God, wherever we're connected with God, whenever we invite God into our hearts and our minds and our souls, there is freedom. Basically, anything is possible. You have the freedom to move forward. You have the freedom to change your life. You have the freedom to course correct. You have the freedom to be who you want to be. You have the freedom to accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. This world can't keep you down. These people can't keep you down. These haters can't keep you down. That voice in your head cannot keep you down. Satan cannot keep you down. And just think about that beautiful word, freedom. Oh, I'd love to speak publicly, but I'm afraid. Not anymore. Oh, I'd love to start speaking up at our team meetings, but what if people laugh at me? You don't have to worry about that anymore. Oh, I'd love to take that calculated business risk, but you know, what if I lose money or what if this doesn't come to fruition? You don't have to worry about that anymore. Now, what I mean by this is bad things can still happen. You can do an investment, make a business decision that, that doesn't turn out the way that you want. God doesn't promise us an easy life. God doesn't promise us a successful life. God doesn't promise us a life without peaks and valleys and dips and, and potential mistakes. But oftentimes fear and being stuck and listening to other people say, oh, yeah, right. You, that is just a deal killer right there. I can't get past that. I can't get beyond that. I can't break through that wall. I can't bring myself to do that. But where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. You have the freedom to do that now. You don't have to worry about the doubters. You don't have to worry about the fear. You don't have to worry about being stuck. You have the freedom to live the life that Christ has called you to live. And as it continues, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image. He is making you more Christ-like. He is making you more God-like. We're never going to be God, but he's making you more like God. He's making you braver. He's making you stronger. He's making you more capable. He's eliminating that fear, eliminating that doubt. He's filling you with joy. He's raising your self-confidence. He's vanquishing that anxiety, depression. Because anxiety is not Christ-like. Depression is not Christ-like. Fear is not Christ-like. Worry, doubt, those things are not Christ-like. That doesn't mean that you're bad if you go through those. We're all human. We're not God. So we're going to go through those earthly emotions. We're going to struggle with those things. I was on two different types of anxiety medications for about uh, 12 years of my life. I know what it's like to be anxious. That didn't make me a bad person. That didn't make me a bad Christian. That, that didn't make me a leper or anything like that. Those things happen. But those things are also items that prevent us from living the kind of life that God wants us to live. So he, by us becoming more Christ-like and us tapping into the Holy Spirit and us having this really powerful, intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father, we're going to start to be transformed. I'm transformed from a guy who was really, really anxious to a guy who's bolder. I was transformed from a person who was very introverted, somebody who wouldn't talk up into a meeting, to somebody who has a high degree of confidence. I've, I'm worth... I'm worth something. My ideas are valuable. My thoughts are good. The things that I want to do for my life and for my organization, they have value. I'm going to start sharing them a little bit more now. 
we are being transformed in his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Again, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. So, so my, my big takeaway here is if you want freedom, do not look in this world. If you want freedom, do not go after things of the flesh. If you want freedom, do not look from side to side. You must, must, must look up. Because that is the only place where true freedom is found. Freedom to overcome your fears. Freedom to overcome your doubts and insecurities. Freedom to get unstuck. To live your best life. To achieve all the things that you know you can with your God-given talents and abilities. To live a life of joy, to live a life of happiness, to live a life where you're content, to live a life where you're well-rested, to live a life where you experience the things that you want to experience, and to live a life where the impossible is possible. Could you imagine a society where people were too timid to try to chase these impossible dreams? Would we have a United States of America if George Washington, John Adams, and Tom Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson were too afraid or believed in the yeah, right? Would, would we still be a country that uh, endorses slavery if Abraham Lincoln gave in to the yeah, right? Would we have ever landed on the moon if we gave in to the yeah, right? Would we have some of the technological innovations that we have today if we ever gave into the yeah, right? And of course, the answer is no. Now, not everybody that achieved those things were, were hardcore Christians. And I'm not promising that just because you believe in God, you're going to accomplish that stuff. So I can't promise that you're going to achieve game-changing, world-altering things, but I can promise that you'll experience a freedom unlike anything you've ever possibly imagined if... You give it to God if you're connected with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you take the spirit of the Lord with you wherever you go, and if you stop looking to this busted, broken, horrible, backwards society and culture that we live in for answers when all of the answers are up, not side to side. There is freedom from fear. There is freedom from doubt. There is freedom from being stuck. There is freedom from the naysayers and the people that say it's impossible, and that freedom is two words, Jesus Christ. Will you join me in seeking that freedom? Will you join me in embracing that freedom? And will you join me in taking advantage of that freedom? Because it is my prayer of prayers that the answer is a resounding yes. Lately, I've been really free from workplace headaches. And part of the reason that I'm free from these workplace headaches is I made one of the best business decisions I ever made in my entire life. His name is Tom Feldhusen, and he is an executive advisor. He's a world-class business consultant. He's a world-class coach. I'm a much better professional because of my working relationship with Tom Feldhusen. But, but again, one of the things that God really created Tom to do is have a niche in probably one of the most difficult areas to excel at, and that's personnel. If you're anything like me, it, 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 this can be tough. 
do I have the right people? Do I have these people in the right places? Am I meeting my people where they're at? Am I, am I talking to them the way that I need to to get the best out of them? And as our ministry continues to grow, as my companies continue to grow, where do I find more culture enhancers? Not just culture fits, but culture enhancers. A lot of people, you spend an hour and a half with them, you're only getting a very tiny glimpse. A lot of people can fake that. A lot of people can woo you. References. Well, people aren't going to put on their people that think I stunk or people that I had bad relationships with. So everybody's going to have a couple of references. How can I guarantee this is the person that I need for my organization? I don't make a single hire anymore without first consulting Tom Feldhuis, an executive advisor. He's got a very unique proprietary methodology to ensure that you always hire the right person, bar none. I would encourage you to give Tom a call because I guarantee he could be just as big a blessing for your company as he has been for mine. You can reach Tom Feld. He's an executive advisor by giving him a call today at 262-305-2502 and tell him that Newberger sent you. We're going to take a really quick break and then we'll be back with Caitlin Young Ramirez. Please do not go away. Need a trade show display, a lobby renovation? Heck, how about help with an event that you're hosting? Captivate Exhibits can do it all. Plus, they're an outspoken faith-based organization that puts Christ first in all that they do. Ready to captivate the attention of the masses? Then check them out today at CaptivateExhibits.com. That's CaptivateExhibits.com. And welcome back, everybody. Getting pretty gosh darn excited because one of my favorite people is going to be coming up here in about 60 seconds or so. Caitlin Young Ramirez, if you don't know the name heading into this conversation, boy, howdy, you will know when we're done, to say the least. One of the things that, I, again, I just want to put a plug in here for everybody that you hear on the C-Suite for Christ podcast is an official member of the ministry. That's one of the things that we want to do as an organization. Ours is a you know, praise God, ours is a popular podcast. It's in the top 2% of all podcasts on the planet. And there's almost 4 million of them. It's like everybody in their gam gam has a podcast. Jeez Louise. But for people that want to appear on the program, everybody that you hear from, and if you go back and you listen to previous episodes, everybody who's ever appeared on this show is an official member. And, and I get emails a lot from listeners that say, man, so-and-so was pretty cool. How do I connect with her? Man, you know, can I get that person's LinkedIn profile? Why don't we do one better? Why don't you become a member of the ministry? You can hang out with these cool cats. You can have these people pray for you. You can enjoy some really intimate fellowship with them as well. And again, we'd love to have you join our ranks because we talk about covering the world in Christ. That's not just a clever marketing slogan. That is our reason for being. That is our mission. That is something that we obsess about. It's one thing to cover the world in Christ with about 3,000 individuals like we have now, but it'd be a whole lot easier to cover the world in Christ with 33,000 individuals. So if you want to get to, to know these people better, if you want to rub elbows and, and be in intimate fellowship with anybody that's ever appeared on this program, go to our website, csweetforchrist.com to learn more. One person who's been an absolute blessing to the C Suite for Christ ministry is Caitlin Young Ramirez. She is a founder and evangelist at White Dove Outpouring. And I don't mind telling you, this uh, pretty talented lady is also a member of the C Suite for Christ Speakers Bureau, which means uh, if you join our ministry anywhere in the world, you're probably going to see her on stage at some point sometime. So, 
Caitlin, how are you today? I am doing so well, Paul. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm very, very excited. Awesome. Well, somebody asked me the other day, you know, again, top 2% of podcasts and whatever else. Paul, how do you know when you really made it? And I said, well, the day Caitlin Young Ramirez accepted my invitation to be on the podcast. That's when I know <laughs> we made it. Oh, my gosh. So here we go. It, it's getting pretty thick. I hope you got your boots on now. But uh, anyway, Caitlin, we got uh, a pretty important verse to unpack. And uh, you're the brains on this operation, not me. But again, as you know, we're talking about 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 through 18, again, which says this, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Pretty uh Pretty attractive language there. So, Caitlin, what does 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 through 18 mean to you? Wow. Yeah, this has been the most transformative uh, coupling of verses that I have that have impacted my life. Um, and really just over the last probably two years. Um, and so what this means now in, in verse 17, now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is a liberty. I have the new King James version. Um, there is liberty. So, okay, think about this. As believers, as Christians, Christ gives us the promise of the Holy Spirit, right? So every single believer, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, that's the promise of Jesus when we receive Jesus as our Savior. So now we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. So if we have this Holy Spirit dwelling within us, then that means that we should be experiencing freedom. However, many Christians are not experiencing freedom. So that is where I say, okay, if you're a Christian and you have the Holy Spirit, you should be experiencing freedom. If you're not, there's a problem and that's okay. So this is where we start to learn. Like this is honestly my segue into helping people get truly set free by Christ. Like salvation is the most important thing. Hallelujah. Praise God that we are saved. But there's even more. God wants us to experience the freedom, the fullness of Christ, the freedom of walking by the spirit, not being a slave to sin, but what the Bible says, being a slave to righteousness. Amen. When we get out of bondage, we're no longer a slave to sin. Now we're starting to walk in freedom. So for example, say you're a Christian, but you have an addiction. <laughs> you're not walking in freedom, right? Or you're a Christian, but you are whatever that addiction is, or maybe you just have like rage, or maybe you're cheating on your spouse, right? Or maybe you are, uh, you're addicted to pornography, or maybe you're a gossiper, a slander, or maybe you're cheating financially somewhere. That is, that's not freedom. Um, and so part of receiving this freedom is also part of like the full surrender. And then if you go down to the next verse chapter in verse 18, we're being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Let me just read 18 again. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. So say we're a Christian, but we're in addiction, right? We're not, we're not reflecting the glory of the Lord. We're not reflecting the, the, the love of Jesus in our heart, right? Like we're supposed to have a transformed heart, a transformed mind so that we can actually reflect like a mirror, the glory of the Lord. But if we're in bondage or if someone's been abused and they're stuck in this cycle of abuse, how can they reflect the glory of the Lord and help somebody else when they're so broken? I mean, some incredible people who are in their own bondage, 
they still step out and, and they, they glorify God, which is so beautiful, helping others. But when you are just so beat down or when you are in addiction, maybe you're, you're in habitual sin. So you're no longer feeling that conviction of the Holy Spirit because you've, you've quenched the spirit, right? Like Paul says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. Do not, um, do not grieve the spirit. So sin, bondage, neglect, deception, all of this stuff is slowly grieving and quenching the Holy Spirit. Eventually, the Holy Spirit doesn't leave us, but eventually we quiet the Holy Spirit so much we don't, we're not hearing his voice. We're not feeling that conviction of sin. Um, so I, I know I just said a lot right there. <laughs> um, well, that, but that's perfect. So you can just, you can just jump in. Yeah. I mean, if you want to host this episode, you can take it from here. That's, <laughs> that's totally fine. But again, that, that, that's what we get with somebody of your passion and, and somebody of your, uh, your talent level. And I think one of the things that I, I'd kind of like you to speak to a little bit here and with our audience, again, it's a big audience, but with a big audience comes a, a wide variety of people. We have some people that are just uh, have been Christians their whole life. They're on fire for the Lord and they've got a really good relationship with their Lord and Savior. We've got some other individuals who are, you know, just a little more spiritually curious, maybe kind of on the fence on that agnostic kind of a side. Well, one of the things that, that I think about, you know, when we talk about freedom and liberty, I don't know why this popped into my head, but one of the first things I think about is is the fall of 2001 when I went to college for the first time. And within a couple of weeks, you know, you could just you could just tell the kids who lived the sheltered life, you know, mom wouldn't let you watch MTV or mom wouldn't let you have a sip of dad's beer or anything like that. These are the kids that just drunk themselves stupid and, you know, were, were chasing, you know, everything that moved and everything like that. And I think part of it is because, again, they, they, they didn't have that freedom growing up. They now had the freedom in college and they exercised that freedom. So, you know, I, I guess just help me kind of talk through this a little bit, because everything you're talking about is like counter to what society says. If if, if I want to be truly free, nobody's going to tell me what to do. If I want to be truly free, I'm going to do what I darn well please. I'm going to watch what I watch. I'm going to smoke what I smoke. I'm going to say what I say. But what you're telling me is is almost completely different. We're not going to be free in a Christian world until we totally surrender. We're not going to be free in the Christian world until we, you know, basically crucify the flesh and give our lives to Jesus. So I guess my question from a logical perspective is how is surrendering to Christ giving us freedom? Can you, can you expand on that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. So I guess surrendering to Christ, how does surrendering to Christ bring us to freedom? Okay. So when we surrender to Christ, Christ now becomes our, our number one, right? When we're not surrendered to Christ, we might have a lot of idols, the world, pleasing the world, uh, so much peer pressure. We end up losing ourselves, trying to please others, right? Or, or the new idea of where, oh, I can just, it's, it's all about like what my higher self or what love is me. But, but the thing is, is that our emotions fail us, right? The world fails us. It's not freedom because we're, we're always chasing after it. Freedom and surrender to Christ is like, it's, it's the epitome of, of knowing who you are, knowing your identity and not having to strive for competition with all these other things. Like, for example, you could go on social media and you can look at this one page of a homemaker. You could look at a page of a movie star. You could look at a page of um, a fashion designer and just think, wow, they all just have it. How am I going to be like that? 
No. And, and that's not freedom, right? Always, always trying to transform yourself to accommodate the, the thousands of different things that you see every single day. That's slavery. Freedom in Christ is where you know your identity and you don't have to you don't, you don't have to find joy yourself. The Lord actually gives you joy. The Lord actually gives you hope. The Lord restores your, your marriage. The Lord restores uh, your, your child who's gone astray. The Lord restores your identity. You no longer have to wonder. If there's like now, ever since I've fully surrendered to Christ, which just means that I don't worry anymore about what the world is telling me. What I want to do is, is please God and, and just being immersed in his word, which his word tells me instead of having a, a fashion designer tell me what I need to look like, God tells me who I am, which is that he crowns me with the crown of jewels. He clothes me in a robe of righteousness. I mean, I'm a royalty. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I'm literally royalty in God's kingdom at the right hand, given all authority, it's like God's given me power and authority. And what does the Bible say? The Bible says that I have given you dominion over the working of my hands. And Jesus says, all authority that I've been given, I give to you. So look at through surrender. Now I actually get power and authority and I live in freedom in Christ. Meaning I don't worry about any of my needs because I know all of my needs are going to be met. I don't have to worry about anything. All of my needs are met. It means surrendering my hope, my trust, my finances, my relationships, even myself, everything going on with me, my, my health to the Lord. It literally miracle after miracle, salvation after salvation, restoration after restoration, things that the world cannot do for you. There's more I have to say, but I'm going to stop right there for now. <laughs> no, that that's fine. And Mindy, what are... Um... Caitlin, sorry. What well, one of the things that I would really appreciate you doing is try to come out of your shell a little bit more and be a little bit more passionate. I I, I would. I'm not. I'm not getting enough. I'm. Yeah, of course, I'm joking because because what that does is that that segues. See, I, the the more I talk, the more people see. Wow, this guy is really good at segueing. One of the things that I wanted to put on your radar is again, you are obviously passionate about this it's and again i know you're passionate about a lot of different things but but this topic in particular really seems to speak to your soul uh, you can just hear it in your voice i guess caitlin my question is you know where did this passion come from like is something tells me you didn't just didn't wake up one day on a tuesday morning and go second corinthians 3 17 18 i it's, i'm all over that like i mean is there a story <laughs> is there a story in your life did you experience something where, where did this really um, you know, hot passion for this topic come from? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm very thankful that I was raised in a Christian home. So I feel like that gave me a very solid foundation. Obviously I've, you know, strayed here and there um, until I really knew my true identity was born again at 19. Um, but then in 2020 um, I was like, you know what? I had my marriage was volatile. Um, I couldn't even minister to my boss uh, one verse and I was like, Jesus, I love you so much, but why can't, why is my marriage so volatile? Why can I not even say one verse to my boss? Like, this doesn't make sense. I'm so tired. Of, I don't want to be a hypocrite anymore. Um, I want to go deeper, Lord. I know there's new, I know there's more. I just know there's more. And so God said, okay, Caitlin, if you want your marriage to be better, we have to work on you first. 
So I was like, awesome. <laughs> but anyways, so that kind of led me to just cut off habitual sin. I just made the decision. I'm going to stop habitual sin. Like I knew what my habitual sin was. I was like, I'm just going to cut off my habitual sin um, because I really want to make a change. Then fast forward, I, I was introduced to different prophetic ministry online that I had never seen before in my life, different evangelistic ministry that I had never seen before in my life. Um, and I started seeing that, wow, these people are like, like, I already knew that I love Jesus, but these people are like red hot on fire for Jesus doing things like the full surrender. I'd never seen that before. I'd never really seen that modeled before. Um, and then in 2022, um, someone who I saw, they were just like healing people casting out demons, like on fire for Christ. And they said, I recommend you go find a local church and get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I was like, you know what? I don't even know what that means. I was raised Baptist. I don't even know what that means, but I want that. So I found a, a local church that believes in the baptism with the Holy Spirit. I, as soon as the sermon was over, I ran up to the pastor and I said, I want to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the, the pastor said, do you know about that? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, okay, let's do it. I was like, awesome. So we, I went on stage. He pulled three other people with me and they just started praying over me. They baptized me in the Holy spirit and fire. They were praying over me. Some of them were praying in tongues and it was like a 10 minute of me fully surrendering. I was like bawling the whole time. They were praying over me. Literally that was July 22nd, 2022. So yeah, 2022, a little over a year ago. And that day marked me for the rest of my life. Like since that day, I've been walking in the supernatural. Two hours after that, God said, I want you to start a ministry. And I was like, what? Two days later, he confirmed it. Start a ministry. The, the next day, God said to me, feed my sheep. So I went out and I evangelized this person. I felt the power of God all over me. I led him to Christ. I was like doing deliverance ministry on him. I didn't even know what that meant. Um, then God started giving me dreams. He gave me a vision. And now it's like, then two, a month later, I quit my job. I started this ministry, White Dove Outpouring, which he gave me the name of it, which is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Um, but that's what marked it. That's what changed everything was receiving the baptism with the Holy Spirit, fully surrendering. Um, I've already had the gift of faith. So what I've been learning is there's actually faith, but then there's also the gift of faith. In, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, the gift of faith is actually one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. So we have the saving faith, which leads everybody to salvation. But then there's like the supernatural gift of faith. And I realized back when I was like 20 years old, every single day when I was going through a really difficult time for three years in college, I prayed, Lord, I ask for faith to move mountains so that when I say to this mountain move, it shall be moved. So I didn't realize that I was actually praying in the gift of faith for three years when I was going through a really difficult time back in whenever that was back in, in 20 in 2009, 2010, 2011. Um, so yeah, I had prayed in that gift of faith without knowing it and also receiving the baptism with the Holy spirit. Yeah. That's where, that's where it got ignited. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can certainly see that. And again, it's, it's a blessing to, <laughs> A lot of people that come in contact with you, not the least of which the C-Suite for Christ ministry. I mean, you're an active participant. You've, you've crossed paths with a lot of people. You've been leaving a really good impression on folks. And again, like we talked about at the onset of this conversation, that's why we wanted you in the C-Suite for Christ Speakers Bureau, because you've got a, a powerful message and let it, just like it says in scripture, you know, we're not going to 
bury our light under a bowl. We're going to shine that light bright for everybody to see. And it's uh, it's really cool to see that you're living life in that capacity as well. One of the, the final questions that I have is, you know, and again, I'm, I'm pretty good at playing devil's advocate. Just ask my wife. She'll tell you I'm probably I'm probably the best at that game. But, um, you know, one of the things that, that I'm going to do is I'm going to put Second Corinthians chapter three, verses 17 through 18 squarely in the easier said than done bucket. It's vitally important, obviously. I think there, there's no question that this is something we should aspire to. But for a lot of us, it's very, very hard. Now, we got to be careful with a ministry like this, because what I don't want to do, and you're not saying this, Caitlin, I'm not saying this, but somebody listens to you, somebody listens to me, oh, it's easy for those two. I didn't learn anything. You know, they're just better than me. That, 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 that's not at all what we're trying to get across. So what I always like to do is towards the end of every conversation, I would love to have our guests just kind of share some practitioner-based best practices. We talked about the verse. We talked about you. We talked about why this is so important. Let's say one of our listeners today is just having a very, very difficult time surrendering to God, having a very, very difficult time uh, finding that freedom, finding that liberty that this piece of Scripture talks about. Uh, what would you say are, are two or three best practices? If that person starting today wanted to do a better job of surrendering their problems, their stresses, their sins to Christ, what would you recommend they start doing? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, the very, very first thing would be to have an honest conversation with God. Even if it, you feel guilty about what you're going to say to God, he already knows, right? He already knows what you think, feel, what your stresses are. He's the one person you can't lie to, right? So being honest with God, having the honest conversations, even if you're like, man, Lord, I feel like my faith is not there, or I feel like I shouldn't be doubting you or questioning you. Like, it's okay, have an honest conversation with God because that will allow like healing to start. So in the ministry that I do, it's, it's like, uh, inner healing deliverance, um, also like physical healing. Um, but this word deliver, let me just share with you. So it comes from Isaiah 10, 27, this word, um, was well, like the, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So the power of the Holy spirit is, is, how these yokes of bondage are destroyed. So when you, so you have to ask for help, right? So being honest with yourself is number one and being honest with God and being honest with the people around you. If you're in a toxic relationship, like you have to end it. I know that might sound easier said than done, but you have, or, or separate it or whatever it is, because Spiritual warfare is real, guys. Spiritual warfare is so real. Ephesians 6, 12 describes this. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. Some toxic people, uh, this is, I know we probably have to close soon, but just if you're in a toxic relationship, God doesn't want that for you. God does not want you to be abused, whatever it is. Um, so take space from that. Cut off your habitual sin. And then if you're in true bondage, like always ask the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, deliver me. And guess what's so impactful about that? It's actually in the model prayer that Jesus gave to his disciples in Matthew 6. The model prayer includes us saying, Lord, deliver me from the evil one. <laughs> that's that's in the model prayer when the disciples asked Jesus. So we need to ask for that. King David was always asking for help. King David was constantly asking questions, asking for help. And then what does King David say? He says, he delivered me because he delighted in me. It is God's delight to deliver his children. Deliverance means to save from, 
to, 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 to remove us from harm, right? To save us from the pit. So being honest, getting deliverance, whether you get it just immediately through the Holy Spirit doing it or going to somebody who can pray for you and break off those chains. So like, so people email me every single week and you can email me guys, whitedoveoutpouring at gmail.com or go to my website, whitedoveoutpouring.com and email me there. But, and I do one-on-one Zoom calls every single week for deliverance, praying for you, breaking off different yokes of bondage. Um, I've seen so many testimonies, guys, of people being set free, baptizing people in the Holy Spirit, right? If you go to Acts 1-8, it talks about first, before we can become a powerful witness for Jesus, First, we have to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, right? Th- that's a whole other teaching. Um, but getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, this is also how the, the, the gifts of the Spirit are going to be bestowed upon you for it to be powerful in the ministry. Amen. Um, so, yeah, being honest, getting deliverance, either just immediately from the Holy Spirit on your own or reaching out to, to somebody who's going to pray specifically for your deliverance or also imparting some, some, some Holy spirit fire upon you. Like that's what happened to me. Fully surrendering to Christ. Say Jesus, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. Okay. Think about, sorry, I'm almost done, but Psalm 91. Okay. Those who dwell in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the covering of the almighty. That means when we dwell in the secret place, when we're abiding in Christ, we're under his covering. Ah, but if we're not abiding in Christ, we're stepping outside of his covering. So get abiding in Christ. Then he's going to cover you and he's going to fight your battles for you. That's what I would say. Some really good advice. And Caitlin, we got about 30 seconds left. One of my, uh, one of my asks for you is, as a member of the ministry, as a participant in the speakers bureau, you know, you're a big advocate for what we're doing here at C-Suite for Christ. If somebody's listening and says, you know, I've, I've been thinking about becoming a member of C-Suite for Christ is busy, whatever, maybe haven't taken that step in about 30 seconds. Why would you recommend that other Christian executives prayerfully consider becoming a member of the C-Suite for Christ ministry? Absolutely. Well, one, talking to Paul is a blessing. (laughs) Paul is an amazing brother in Christ. Um, The fellowship, also the opportunities, um, just knowing that you're a part of something even larger than you even imagined. It's it's taking a step in faith and God does not disappoint. Let me just say that. And and Paul's ministry and C-Suite for Christ is for Jesus. So when you team up with Jesus, Jesus does not disappoint. His word does not return void and he answers prayers. Um, and also the scripture that says a laborer is worthy of his wages. So just know that the Lord will provide for you when you team up with him. And this particular ministry opens doors. It sure does. And plus you get to spend some quality time with Caitlin Young Ramirez. (laughs) It just keeps getting better and better. So Caitlin, (laughs) I tell you, it was an absolute blessing to have you on the program. And again, Caitlin Young Ramirez, the founder and evangelist at White Dove Outpouring. Feel free to connect with her. Uh, her LinkedIn profile is going to be in the in the description here of today's episode. But um, an amazing person doing amazing things. Caitlin, we appreciate you. And thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Amen. Thank you so much, Paul. I appreciate your time so much. God bless you. Yeah, absolutely. Don't go away, gang. We're going to be back in just a few seconds with some closing remarks. Well, as we get ready to say goodbye here on another edition of the C-Suite for Christ podcast, just want to say thank you to Caitlin Young Ramirez. I tell you, isn't she she fantastic? Just very 
what's the word? Very articulate, very passionate, very charismatic, somebody that is extremely good at taking some of these very difficult concepts in Scripture, allowing them to make sense, bringing them all together. So really appreciate her words of wisdom. Again, she's the founder of White Dove Outpouring, and she's one of the um, the individuals that is in the C-Suite for Christ Speakers Bureau. So if you attend a future gathering of C-Suite for Christ, if you become a dues-paying member of the C-Suite for Christ ministry, you're likely to attend a gathering where Caitlin Young-Ramirez is speaking at. So we would uh, certainly encourage you to do that. So what are we talking about today? Again, just a really quick recap. Everything that we discussed, our show, literally uh, built around 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 through 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Now, all of us want freedom. That's part of the reason why a lot of us choose to live in countries that are free. But it's not just freedom on a macro level, like freedom to, to speak or freedom of freedom from religious persecution, as important as all that stuff is, but also some of these more micro freedoms, these more intimate freedoms, the, the things that we kind of battle with on an ongoing daily basis. But my question for you right now is the same question that I started at the beginning of this program. What is holding you back from something that you really want? Now, that's something that you really want is different for everybody. Some of us want to a better job, but we're we're not getting it. Why? What's holding you back? Some of us want a healthier relationship. What's holding you back? Some of us want uh, some additional money. Well, what's holding you back? Some of us have an idea for a business or have an idea for an investment opportunity or have an idea that we think could change the world. Well, what's holding you back from implementing it? And there's usually three big things that are doing this, three big things that are holding us back, three big things that are limiting our freedom. Fear, this notion of being stuck. I couldn't do any better if I tried. And then this voice of doubt or a literal voice from somebody going, yeah, right, you can never do that. And yeah, right, you're never going to accomplish that. Those are things of this world. And if we want to enjoy true freedom, if we want to enjoy wide open spaces, if we want to live an existence where everything, gosh darn it, is possible, we need to bring the Spirit of the Lord with us wherever we go. We need to bring the Spirit of the Lord into our businesses. We need to bring the Spirit of the Lord into our relationships. We need to bring the Spirit of the Lord into our hearts, into our minds, into our souls, into every fiber of our being. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. If the Spirit of the Lord is in your business, your business can do anything. If the Spirit of your Lord, the Lord, is in your relationship, your relationship can be anything and accomplish anything. And if the Spirit of the Lord is truly in your heart, you can do anything. You can be anything. You can accomplish anything. And what a great life that would be to live. One of the things that I pray that you will seek to accomplish, uh, whether it's in the short term or as we head into 2024, is to join a Christ-centric ministry that not only puts God first, but that also boldly and unapologetically wants to win this world back for Christ, starting at the workplace. And if that's something you want to prioritize, if that's something you want to do, look no further than C-Suite for Christ. We'd love to have you join our ministry. We'd love to have you attend a future gathering. We'd love to have you check out our content on social media. We'd love to get you involved in some way. So to get involved, 
Make this a priority today by going to our website, csuiteforchrist.com. I'm Paul M. Newberger, the founder of C-Suite for Christ, and we'll see you back here next time. Thank you for joining us on the C-Suite for Christ podcast. People everywhere are thirsting for Christ. Our goal is to cover the world in Christ using hope, encouragement, and God's nourishing words. We hope you'll join us. Please visit csuiteforchrist.com and come back soon for more conversations centered around God's endless love for us all. I saw you in my dreams before I came here. I will keep you in my dreams when I leave here. I won't forget you, no, 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 no. I won't forget you. You're like one of a kind and my eyes light up when I think